Welcome to Courtside Moms. I'm Wendy Sparks. And I'm Stephanie Folahan. Today, we have the awesome pleasure of speaking with Miss Gina Tucker, the fabulous mother of Terry Rozier III of the Charlotte Hornets. Welcome to the show, Gina. Hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're so happy and blessed to have you with here, here with us today. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, thank you. So let's start with Terry the Third. Where did his name come from? Why is he a third? Um, well, actually, I'm writing a book that's called Gina Soul, and Terry actually, his real name should be Terry Rozier, like Junior. But I took his dad's first name, and I took his dad's mom last name, and made him the third because his dad was in a lot of trouble when he was younger. So his dad was also known as Terry Hudson. So I didn't want that name following him. So let's talk about your book a bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> Where did you get the inspiration to write a book? Um, I actually started uh, about five or six years ago before Terry even went to the NBA because we've been through a lot, you know, um, growing up in Youngstown. I don't know if you guys remember. It was a tiny city in Ohio and it was like the murder capital at one time. Right. So um, I went through a lot, been through a lot, overcame a lot. So it's about healing and growing. And I know that it'll help a lot of other mothers or, you know, kids out there that went through similar situations. So as a young mother, um, you found it very difficult to raise your children in such an environment. And you sent them to live with your mom in Cleveland. Would you like to share that with us? Uh, well, actually, my daughter, I had my daughter, I got pregnant with my daughter when I was 15. Okay. I had her actually when I was 16, and her father got brutally killed when she was three. So after that, um, I think um, around that time, I had Terry, and Terry stayed with me, and my daughter was with my mom, and his father got into some trouble. And it broke my heart because we had to be separated. I had to send him to Cleveland with my mom as well. And um, because we had threats and all of that stuff. And I mean, Terry, he, he acted out with my mom because he did not want to be in Cleveland. But look at God. Look what happened. Right. That's right. So it's a blessing in each lesson. So, you know, it must be, like you said, uh, devastating as a mom where you have to make a sacrifice not to be with your babies and put them in a different environment for, for the better good, but it's hard for the kids that just don't understand the separation and why they just can't be with mom. It was really rough. He took it really bad, so, yeah. Well, like you said, every, uh, every you know, there's a, there's a lesson and a, and a blessing in everything we do. I mean, your mom is a, a true soldier and, and, and just helped you get your get oh, yeah. get your kids where where they are and and, and that's really really nice yes, so yes. how did basketball come into play with terry um this is really funny you guys so oh. we terry was gonna be the next mike vick oh okay <laughs> so, we never knew nothing about basketball terry played football he was great he played running back quarterback wide receiver anywhere you put him he was good so we were at football games a lot when he was younger. Okay. And then he would play basketball when he came home. So he kind of broke my heart. Now, basketball is my love now. But he kind of broke my heart because back then I was like, you know, football. Like, you know, he's going to play football. And then he just said, 
I'm not Mike Vick anymore. I like Dwayne Wade, <laughs> his favorite player, and he never he never turned back. Well, you know what? It's it's funny you say that because uh, my son Cam he played basketball when he was like six and he didn't like it, and he was like the tallest <laughs> kid. He was taller than the coach, and then. <laughs> And then he went on to play football. He played it throughout. Uh, he played community ball, and then he played throughout high school. And he was MVP, all-star, you name it. Uh, he was it. And so one day he decided he didn't want to play football no more. And I was devastated because <laughs> I was living vicariously through him, of course. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, hello, this is about me. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he just uh, said, I, I want to play basketball and it was really an accident and he just just got discovered overnight and now he's in the league like like terry so you never know so well something else um terry was very short so they laughed at him until he got on the court oh so he's very short at first when he went to the tryouts the coach kind of shoved it, you know, sh- shouldered us off like, what is he going to do? So he went in there and showed everybody. <laughs> right, right. Gina, I've got three kids and I've got uh, an older boy that's sort of winding down in his career. And he he has some attributes that are certainly comparable to, to Terry's in that he's really vocal on the court. And I know we haven't quite gotten to that part of the interview yet, but it's it's just jumping out at me to ask you. <laughs> Is yes, Terry the same at home? Because Jonah, that's my oldest son, he's he's known as like a court villain, but he comes home and he's just this little soft, little mouse of a person. Is Terry the same at home? Um, Terry is, that's my, that's my, that's, I, I call him my dog. That's my homie. Like, we so close, but I taught all my, I have three kids as well, and I taught them, I don't care who it is, voice your opinion and be, and don't let anyone ever intimidate you. So he has that chip on his shoulder. So he, it just depends on the environment <laughs> pretty much. But at home, he's, he's quiet. He sticks to himself. He'd be in his own little world. He's, he's loving, caring, but you play one on that court. He going to come after <laughs> that competitiveness, <laughs> just like eats yes. at them as soon as they get in between those lines. eh? Yes. It's like survival <laughs> mode. Right. <laughs> So let's talk about high school. Where did he go to high school? He went to high school in Shaker Heights in Shaker, Ohio. So it's like a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. And he carried his team and did very well and brought them to the finals for the first time in 10 years. Yes, he did. Were you (laughs) a proud mama? Were you able to get out there and see some games? Oh, oh, I didn't miss games. Now, in the beginning... um, I think I moved to Cleveland from Youngstown when he was in what, the 10th grade. Okay. 10th, 11th grade, I think so. Okay. Um, usually they would come to visit me in Youngstown, but I was tired of that. So I always went to games, as you know, if I could. But once I moved there, I was at every game. <laughs> so with all of the things that you were saying earlier that kids have to go through and your kids had to go through, do you think basketball uh, was a way for Terry to release his tension? Oh my God. I get teary eyed when I think about yeah. that because it was an outlet for him because yeah. he have been through a lot of stuff and he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would jump across the couches. He would climb on the refrigerator. Like, he was hyper. Like, 
I would have to hold him down sometimes. Like he was, but that was my baby. So I didn't let anyone, you know, that's my baby. So you just misunderstood right now. But when he picked up that basketball, he channeled all of that energy. He was a different person. So he also went to Hargrave um, Military Academy for a bit. Um, and he wasn't getting much attention from Division One coaches until he went to LeBron James uh, Skills Academy. Yeah, camp. and shout out to Hargrave, by the way, because Hargrave kind of um, shaped him for the discipline that he needed. So I, I think that was needed before college. You know, my son, too, went to prep school. He went to two prep schools. And one of them, the first one he went to was really tough on him at the beginning because he wasn't used to he wasn't used to that military time of getting up in the morning, seven o'clock. You know what I mean? You have your 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 bed made and 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 your shirt tucked in, and you stand there and you wait, and they observe. You know what I mean? I mean, for me, I wanted them to make their beds, but I mean, if it wasn't made, I just went to work because I had things to do. <laughs> it was demanded. You had to get it done. Yeah, yeah. See, we're teaching Stephanie. We're telling her now, Stephanie, with your young babies, you're just gonna have to. Get- <laughs> be militant now the military prep is something different yeah, yeah. it wasn't a good experience for him but I think it matured him a lot does he recognize that now oh yes he does there's nothing better when they see yeah, the appreciation he wanted out like, yeah. <laughs> but yes now he knows he's you know he matured and said you know I needed that so yeah well, that's good that when they go through these life lessons that they can look back at it and, and, and realize that it actually meant something. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Everything we go through in life is, is for a reason. So, so good for him. So he wasn't getting uh, really that recognition until he went to LeBron James camp, like I was saying earlier. But then he bawled out and then in came Louisville. Right. So let's talk about that school and how he fared there because it's such a prestigious school. So he wasn't getting any recognition. He went. He was kind of short. If you look at the video at the uh, LeBron James Skill Academy, mm-hmm. and um, Terry is very. He manifests everything that he his school everywhere he went to, and he used to watch this movie called Through the Fire, with Sebastian Telfire, mm-hmm. and he went to Louisville. But he really did. I don't even think he made it to the school, but he was going to play for a Patino. So before he even started going to the Hargrave in high school, Terry would tell me, he watched this movie every day, and he said, I'm playing at Louisville. I just said, well, if you believe it, you can do it. So actually, he talked his way into Louisville ears. (laughs) At LeBron James um, Skill Academy, they asked him what school he wanted to go to, and every chance he got, and I'm like, well, you can't say it. He said Louisville every time, on every video. He didn't care what other school was looking at him. So, of course, uh, Bettino and them started watching him after that. And then that's how it happened. Good for him. Ask and you shall receive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he played uh, for Louisville two years and then he decided to declare for the draft. So at this point, did you realize, like, hold on a second. Like, you know, he's really talented. Like, did you recognize his talent as a mom? Oh, yes. I, I... I recognized his talent a long time ago. I just think he needed the chance to show it and he needed someone to um, believe in him. Right. 
So, you know, when they get the players out there in different situations, if you don't have the, you know, right piece to the puzzle, it doesn't work out right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it was. No, at this point, did you did you have any resources like to help you? You know what I mean? Like agents, like did you have to go? What, what route did you go to? God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Thinking back about that time, it was crazy, horrible. I mean, God, I prayed a lot. Because I had no, I'm a single mom, and I had no clue. I mean, his coach would um, help me out sometimes, but it just, I had to depend on God at one point because it just seemed like different people wanted to steer you in different directions. So I wanted to go with God in my gut and, and tell God to speak to Terry on where he should, what he should do. You know, I went through the same thing. Because I had absolutely no clue where to go. I didn't know who to trust because we had a lot of basketball coaches that all of a sudden became agents overnight and they knew exactly what was right for Ken, where he should be and what schools he should apply to and which schools would accept him. And they never left the neighborhood. And for me, I'm very vocal. I'm very out there. And I really really took it seriously and and you know what I mean and found the resources that I thought were the best you know what I mean but I didn't have like say for example Stephanie she has um a better step before some of us because she and her husband they own um, a prep school here in Halifax and her husband played um through prep school actually with my son so together they understand the route of basketball so that I think, Stephanie, would be beneficial for your kids should they decide to take um, a basketball route. What do you think? I think that we definitely have a great foundation in terms of just connections and, and a, a plan if one of our children should be interested in playing. I think where we may be falling off is that I think that tough situations create tough people. And... I might be raising them a little bit soft. My husband's in the room, and I'm sure he's over there laughing at me, (laughs) knowing that I'm doing that. Um, Do you think that, like, some of what you guys went through is, is, like, attributed to how Terry wears his heart on his sleeve and the the way that he plays and carries himself in, in everything that he does? Honestly, yes. I think everything he went through as a kid, um, everything growing up is in his mental it's the grit and the grind and it's like I work to be here and I'm not gonna let no one jeopardize this situation or no one jeopardize me period in any shape or form that's right and and I was I was raised in a situation similar like single mom we you know often didn't have food on the table I didn't know when mom was coming home and now I'm I'm overcompensating for what I went through as as a kid and and just seeing like what you guys have gone through, like what I went through doesn't even compare. And to see, you know, what you've come out with on the other end, I, uh, I think I'm going to toughen up a little bit on, uh, on my kids. All the kids. Well, you know what? I do that most of the time, but I'm kind of, if you ask my kids about me, they'll say that that's my best friend, but she's tough because the world is tough. Right. So I feel like if I don't give it to you the real way, you're not going to ever... You got to be tough and you got to just let them know what the real world, what to expect. I have a daughter that's um, disabled. She has CP and she works and goes to school and we treat her normal. And actually, we say differently able. 
But Terry, Terry's been um, carrying her since he was a little boy on his back because she can't walk. So he's been through a lot, you know, we as a family have. So, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with it. <laughs> well, God bless you guys and your struggles because, you know, we got to live through what we have to live through. And sometimes we're put in positions where we just have absolutely no choice. And it's just keep it moving. Got to keep going. That's right. <laughs> You can't stop. That's so. right. So bring us to draft night. Let's talk about that night. Were you guys at the Barclay Center? Where'd you celebrate? Did you guys go to a hotel? Were you home? We decided to have a party in um, Pepper Pike, Ohio, which is, you know, near Shaker at his um, company's, um, the agent company's home. Okay. So... We all, you know, I had a little thing. All the women were all white and all the men wore suits. But it was the longest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, I didn't know when he was going to get caught. But I knew people were saying second round. I'm like, he deserves, you know. if He did, like, maybe 17 workouts. Mm -hmm. Like, he was doing a lot. Like, he did a lot. Like, people were saying that. A lot of people don't do that many workouts, but he was going back and forth, back and forth. Going, so he was exhausted. And when draft night came, we were there in the backyard waiting. And um, all I remember is they saying his name. And I was sitting in a chair in front of the TV. He was behind me. And I just jumped up and just grabbed him like <laughs> We just grabbed it. It's a picture. I have a picture of me hugging him, like, in my foyer on draft night. And we just both shared, like, the sigh and the tears together. You have that feeling of, you finally did it. Yes. Yes, because he was grinding before that. And he still is today. Yeah. He still is today. I tell him you keep going. (laughs) But, oh, my God. So I heard your baby uh, jumped into a pool on draft night. Like, what was that? Fully dressed. <laughs> he did. Um, his friends and my other, my nephews, everybody did. Hey, I said, well, I'm not jumping in. <laughs> but they jumped in. They were so excited. Why not? Why not? <laughs> so he got drafted 16th overall um, to the Boston Celtics. And. Yes. Yeah, and um, I mean, his career at the Celtics, I mean, he was there for four seasons and he had a lot of ups and downs and a lot of adversities that he had to deal with and a lot of great things. I mean, and that's just the the basketball life, right? I mean, my son, too, was going through a lot of political things and everybody does, so it's just not them. Right. It uh, is what it is. That, that's it. That's it. You said you made it. They have to keep on going. You, you you think they made it when they get drafted, but no. ooh, it, different monster every year. Listen, <laughs> getting there is one thing; staying there is another. And every Correct. player can can attest to that, no matter who you are. I mean, even the goats play and change teams and and go other places in the end, right? So exactly. So Terry felt that he sacrificed his talent. Um, a few times with the with the Celtics. Do you want to touch on that just a little bit? Sacrifice his talent as far as 
I can be watching a game and I'm I'm sitting there like that's not my son. <laughs> he doesn't play like that. It's something going on. Yeah. Um. So sometimes you're in positions where you're needed for one thing, and you're not really needed to play the way that you play. And when you play the way that you play, you're comfortable. And then that's when that playoff run came in because that's when he was comfortable. That's right. He had no worries. So that's what I mean by sacrificing. He was playing a way that it wasn't him. But when he was free to play the way he could play, then you saw the difference. You know, as a player, sometimes, um, like I said, you are that sacrificial lamb because you have a specific role to play. Your coach is saying one thing, but you're feeling something completely different. And, you know, you're, you're balling, you're doing your thing, and then all of a sudden, you're benched. Right. Or players come before you. I mean, you know what I mean? And it, it sucks because you're sitting there like, wait, hold on a second. I was, I was the player or I was great. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden somebody else comes and I'm sitting on the bench or I'm taking a back seat to these players. Right. And, and you become that insurance policy to these teams as opposed to really, really being that talent. But that's right. the politics of, of, of basketball. Oh, honey, politics. <laughs> <laughs> to the point like we're a very humble um, family if he wasn't playing good enough then put somebody ahead of me but if I'm out there balling give me my chance too absolutely <laughs> absolutely he deserves his time on the court like any and like anybody else you know what I mean and and he was very very vocal about that which is one thing I love about don't ever if you got something to say you say it you, you know he wore his heart on his, or he wears his heart on his sleeve, and he always says how he feels about whether it be a player, whether it be a teammate, whether it be a, sorry, whether it be a coach. Yes. He don't care. And oh, <laughs> so tell me, mom, because I see you holding your head. Hold on. How do you feel about his openness? Uh, I taught him that, and all three of my kids need open, but sometimes I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but I told him, be vocal and be you, be yourself, and don't ever downplay how you feel to nobody because mm-hmm. you'll, you'll eventually feel like, oh, I could have said this or I should have did this. So take the chance. Say what you got to say. Be respectful and humble, but voice your feelings. Yeah, absolutely. You, If not, then you're always going to regret the decisions oh. that you yeah. <laughs> so did you get involved in his career at any point? I'm not good with that. So I just, <laughs> I just stay in the, I just try to keep him focused. I, I'm one of the moms like, you know, I don't want to cuss on here, but F that. <laughs> get it together. You don't play like that. You don't let nobody take your confidence. Get out there and play your, your game with your chip on your shoulder. But I kept him um, level, balanced. I don't get to talking to, you know, the, the coaches or whatever this and that. But, but Terry's going to do that. <laughs> okay, but hold on. That's the, that's the most important role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the most right. important role. The mom is number one. You know what yeah. I mean? Because at the end of the day, we're the ones that keep our boys grounded. So and to I, me... Grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... We keep our kids level-headed. The coach ain't got to do that. 
the franchise ain't gonna do that. You know what I mean? The teammates certainly ain't gonna do that. You know what I mean? It's every man for himself. I mean, yeah, sometimes they have that brotherhood and stuff, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Our, that's it. That's it. Their piece is their own. So to have someone like you in his corner is is the most important role. You know what I mean? That's that's worth more than any any dollar he's ever ever gonna make in my opinion so i don't think you should say i'm not that good at that because you're fabulous at it well i'm good at keeping him grounded and i do not interfere in i i pray a lot now if i'm talking to him oh yeah i'm i'm good at that straight toward him but i don't like to interfere in the business side of it i'll just give him my suggestions right but without you keeping him grounded, he won't be able to deal with the with the business side of it, right? right. Because you keep him level headed and and help him understand. Like at the end of the day, you're still Terry Rozier the third. Right. <laughs> that third means something. So, <laughs> well, listen, when you guys, when the book comes out, I hope you guys pick it up. <laughs> Absolutely, let us know. Do you have a title for the book yet? Um, it's going to be called Gina Soul. Okay. So mm-hmm. please let us know. Uh, where we can pick up a coffee and Stephanie and I will, don't worry, we'll, we'll read it. We're avid readers, right, Stephanie? Absolutely. <laughs> Especially uh, for our moms, man. We support. Absolutely. It's going to be huge. It's, it's, it's a lot of, um, we went through a lot of turmoil, but it's, it's blessings at the end. But I just want, you know, other moms out, out there that may be struggling with stuff like that, that they can, they know that it's a, it's a, a rainbow at the end of the tunnel. Like you can go through so much pain, but the healing and growing comes with it. Well, your family did a lot of sacrifices um, through no choice, but you stuck through it. And look now, his sacrifices have paid off, and now he's with the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, what three years, fifty-eight million? Uh, yeah. What a big <laughs> difference from his time four years with the Boston Celtics. So tell me, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's talk about his deal with with uh, with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I always thought it that it was coming because I think he deserved it, but I I really just didn't know. It's like going over draft all over again. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? He's going to be with this. I I just didn't know, but when he got the deal, I just knew that he can live up to it if given an opportunity. He's going to live up to it. You know, all the blogs, people say this and that. But I just told him, stay focused, live up to it. You deserve that. Yes. And one thing about Terry is that he can back up every word he says with his game. He will. Yeah, he has (laughs) skills. You know what I mean? So he says what he says. And who cares what people think? Because at the end of the day, he is a great player. So who cares? Mm -hmm. You know (laughs) And that's how he is. Like, oh, you say this, watch me. (laughs) (laughs) So now he's playing for Charlotte Hornets. Like, oh, my God, your baby's playing for Michael Jordan. Like, really? So (laughs) I lost it when I saw him. (laughs) (laughs) So what is it like? Um, I just think it's beautiful. When I when I first saw um, Michael Jordan, we were at a foundation gala and um I'm over there nudging my son. And I'm like, Terry, that is Michael Jordan. He's like, Mom, chill out. <laughs> Michael Jordan. But I got it together quick. And he came up, we had a conversation. And he said, well, you make sure you keep him, um, what do you say, balanced or level or something. I was like, I got him. But 
it was just so surreal. I'm like, Jesus, I just talked to Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh, he was really cool. How does he feel about playing for him, though? Is he tough? He loves it. Terry needs someone tough. He needs that. That's why Patino was his coach. He needs that toughness. He, he doesn't. I think he reacts better to toughness. Well, if you're going to learn from anybody, why not learn from Michael Jordan? Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> and not every player gets that blessing, right? There's only so many players per team per year. So Stephanie has two young kids. I mean, how, how often do they pick up the ball, Stephanie? So my daughter picks up the ball quite often. My youngest son is not interested whatsoever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're, we're working on him because uh, my husband is seven foot tall and I'm five nine. So we're hoping there's going to be some natural height in there. But uh, our, I'm of the mindset not to pressure. Um, I don't know that that'll be an option as they get older. I feel my husband will pressure them a little. But uh, you said that you didn't pressure, and it worked out for you. Well, I didn't. Pre- I, we don't. I don't pressure the grandkids. Like I had. To, I pressured Terry to play everything because he needed to get rid of that energy. <laughs> so I pressured. Him. But the grandkids, I take a different approach because you know. That can turn them off from doing it if you, you keep yeah. on pushing it. But how does your youngest son, Stephanie? So they're the two youngest are actually both four. They're 10 months apart. Oh. Um, yeah, so our middle child, she'll be five next month. And she's super, super competitive. And, like, it eats at her if she even comes close to losing. Like, she cries if she loses against my husband. Like, there's no chance of winning <laughs> against him. But there's, like, just this crazy competitive nature in her. So I know that we're going to have you know, hopefully a, a basketball player there. We're, we're actually not uh, showing them any other sports currently. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> if, if she comes home and says she wants to play football, I'll be disappointed <laughs> like you were when Terry changed his sport. But, um, you know, obviously, obviously, just support whatever they, they do want to do, but right. with, with some guidance. So when, when you start, when he's transferred to basketball or tr- switched to basketball, you know, what did you do to to support that that was different uh, because you didn't have the same passion for it? Um, what did I do? I went out and bought everything you needed. <laughs> better, better, because like I said, he would go outside and play basketball after football practice. So actually, I started just buying basketball shoes, basketballs. And um, I was the type of mom I got out there with. I'm like, I'll get out there with Terry and my younger son right now. They say I'm a hacker, though. <laughs> I used to go out there and throw the football with them because they didn't have men in their life. So I, I, I just go out there with them, and I let them practice with me if they had to. But wow. Terry is a Terry. I don't know what kind of body he has. He practices a lot. He can get up in the morning, go in the afternoon, and the evening. He's very dedicated. So... I used to say, listen here. Every time you, you talk about him, you, you say something that just reminds me of, of my oldest son. And uh, I, I have to ask, so I get a lot of criticism as a mom for my son's behavior on the court. And some of it is just who he is. So I do encourage it, not obviously not to be rude or disrespectful and whatnot. But if he runs around and he you know, does a little dance after he hits, is a hu- hits a huge shot, he has been known to like run up in the opposing team's crowd and things like that um, when he's really feeling himself. But I do get messages on social media or calls and emails that say, you let your son, like, 
how do you you must get that you must well there there so terry's a little different he's always into fights or something a little bit or, or start is i don't know it but it usually is a guy that thinks he's gonna back him down or something and i don't know if you saw the game he tried to uh dunk on lebron james he fears no one i, saw it. I love he that does not so i i love it I don't care what they say. I love it. Keep going. Don't let no one back you down. I don't care how tall, big, because, you know, he's the, they're much taller than him. He's 6'3". So, you know, I, love it. I find society now has made people soft. Back in the day, you can dunk on anybody you want. You're going on the opposing team. You're running in their stand. You're jumping all over the place. Now social media is out and everybody's feelings are hurt. It's like, <laughs> it's like get that's over what it. it is. That's you know what, what I mean? Stuff. Let's go at it. Well, Ain't it. no friends. We're not friends. We're playing. We. I can speak to you after this game, but right now we're we're on different teams. Let's go. I love Terry's attitude because he's like, I I dunked on you and what? You know what I mean? He's like. Say something, I dare you. You know what I mean? Keep talking about it. I'm going to do it again. And that's who just who he is. And I just love, love, love his personality. And that's just going to carry him so far because his, his mentality is that he's untouchable. And that's who he is proving to be. And you know what? He's just going to keep playing like that until the day he decides to hang up his shoes. So good for him. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the compliments because he is something else. But I love it as well because... If he went, if he didn't do that, he wouldn't be himself. Yeah, he doesn't want to be anybody else. Right. <laughs> and nor should he. Right. He needs to remain Terry Rozier the third. They don't really go out there and be their self, you know. So, but I always told him, you go out there and be yourself. And say what you got to say. I don't think you'll ever have to worry about him not saying what he has to say. So. I know, right? <laughs> Sometimes, like I said, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> okay. And what I love about it, he says it everywhere. He'll say it, and he'll say it on an interview. He'll say it. He'll post it on his IG, his Twitter. Twitter, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's consistent. So my last question to you is you are now a mother of a pro basketball player. So you've been mm-hmm. through the ups and downs of getting your child where he needs to be, your young man now. So my yeah. question to you is, what advice do you want to give to an amateur basketball player? So I would tell them keep pushing and believe in their self and, um, don't listen to nobody. If they have that thoughts and they know they can make it, go for it. But watch, watch everyone around you and, and keep God first because it is a lot of politics to this. What would you tell their parent or parents? Help me out here. Yeah. <laughs> In my situation, I just was it felt like I was bum-rushed by different people with different... I mean, I had offered a lot of... They'll offer you cars, houses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my motto with Terry is like, dude, we've been broke this long. We can wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell them. 
<laughs> do not ever sell your soul. That's right. It's yeah. That's so, so it's a lot of people to do that. So. Yeah, I remember getting the offers. <laughs> yes, yeah, weird. And then they'll send you all types of anonymous messages, and I'm like, who the heck is this? Yeah, like, and how'd you get my phone number? Like, <laughs> it, was it was really scary. But I would just say I kept a lot of. Um, and I still to this day, I prayed a lot and I just was, you know, hoping that God, you know, steered us in the right direction and kept him, you know, forefront and we've been doing good. Well, through God, all things are possible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you so much, so, so much for your advice. I know your advice now is 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 gonna help Stephanie with <laughs> I'm gonna toughen up Gina because yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can tell her kids put that soccer ball down. It's WNBA and NBA up in this house. I mean her right. husband's seven foot yeah. tall. There's no choice. Like there's no curlers in her house. No no, no there's no checker players. So <laughs> Caesar oh, might guys, actually be. <laughs> Go did ahead, you Gina. guys play? I did. I, did. I played too. I did. Yeah. I played. I love basketball. Me too. You know, I played um, throughout high school. I played community ball. And <laughs> I got an offer <laughs> from Virginia and didn't want to go. I know. I was dumb. I was like, what? <laughs> Leave my friends? My boyfriends? Are you kidding me? And I stayed in Montreal doing nothing. So... <laughs> Because for me at that time, it wasn't that serious, right? I mean, I loved, loved, loved playing, but the novelty wore off after the game. Yeah, after we won the game, and then we, you know what I mean, got in the locker room and right. put the makeup on and went about my business. I did not want to do it any further than that. I did, had no aspiration to move to the U.S. Because for me, it was just, that's just not what I wanted to do. I mean, I love, love, love playing right. basketball, but. And then I picked it up again about four years ago, and. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I went up for a layup. It ended up in the emergency. So <laughs> that is a true story. I can't even make that up. I wasn't really good at getting buckets. I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. Um, <laughs> but you wasn't going to. I was under asking. So I tell everyone I played, but I wasn't, I wasn't a shooter like that. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a player. So. Well, you know what? Our boys, they learned it from us. I don't care what anybody says. You know? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was all that and I ended up, went, went to see my son and, um, playing a game with a cane because I was showing off on the court. But anyway. <laughs> nice meeting you guys. Thank nice you so much too. for having me. Well, thank you so much for coming on Courtside Moms. Please let us know when your book drops. Please, please. Uh, yeah, I definitely will. And thank you guys again. You be blessed. All the luck to you and Terry and your daughter and your son, everybody. Much love. And thank you for being with us today on Courtside Moms. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you Gina. so much. Bye, Gina. Bye. Bye-bye. Join me and Steph every week on Courtside Moms, where you get a courtside seat outside of the arena. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe and listen for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.